hello. Hi, everyone. What are we, Ella? Okay, well, this is We're Here For It, the podcast about a mother and daughter duo that act like sisters, except for we're actually sisters, not mother and daughter, but the mother and daughter duo. Sometimes we act like mother and daughter instead of sister. That's true. Sometimes that is true. But the mother and daughter duo are so close in age that it's fine. They're basically siblings anyway. And we talk really fast and we only make pop culture references. And eat way too much takeout. And drink way too much coffee. This is the Comfy Cozy Fall episode of We're Here For It. The Did Gilmore you like the Girls name episode. I gave the episode on the outline? All Spice. I said, All oh, spice. we're having a Christian girl, Autumn. Well, because I was like, you know what? Look, it's like, it's more sophisticated than pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. And All Spice is in all of our favorite comfy, cozy things. And no one actually knows what it is. No one knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, we are. This so. is our Christian Girl Autumn episode. We are full in our knee-high boots with jeans walking around our leaves and do you know what really bothers me what really bothers you it's specifically when women wear light wash denim with a dark boot okay that's valid specifically a light wash with like a knee-high or thigh-high boot I find it to be very off-putting. I feel like you are really targeting a large group of people. No, oh, look, you could wear like a, a medium, a darker wash jean. You could wear a black jean, but there's something specific, even a white jean I'm like okay with, but there's something specifically about like a light wash with a dark boot that makes me feel like like tried too hard and you just didn't quite get there. I mean, go off. I felt that way for a long time. This is not an opinion I just came up with. Okay. Um, how are you? I'm good. I don't know. I feel like it's been a minute since we've recorded, but I'm good. Living. You need to know that I did tell my team that I was taking the rest of the day off because I'm working tomorrow. That's why I'm drinking wine right now. So you're not just on the clock <laughs> drinking wine. No, I'm not having a 2:30 wine. <laughs> although I could, but and no one would know. But <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I... I'm not drinking wine, but kind of wish I was. You could remedy that real quick. I probably could, but I'm good for um, now. I've been good. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm just fine. I'm I just set up fine. my Christmas tree last night. You set up your Christmas tree? What? We still have our Halloween decor up. We need to take it down. Oh, this spooky. <laughs> We're we're at a transition phase. We just really wanted to get the most Christmas out of Christmas we could. Yeah, I get it. So and I'm also Target is so much cute stuff and it will sell out. So yeah. it was a really yeah. cheap tree and I was like, they're gonna sell out of this. So I want it. Well, I'll tell you what I'm really waiting for. What are you really waiting for? For the first time in a long time, have like legitimate holiday things to do. Um involve needing a cuter outfits. And places do not have their holiday looks out mm. yet. Yes, 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 yes. It's been very frustrating for me because I want to look glamorous. I got a cute sweater at Target while I was there because I have a couple like kind of like work type like meetup mm-hmm. things coming up soon. It's like the first time I'm meeting people. So I was like, okay, like let's start to slowly explain, expand the partially professional wardrobe. And it's so cute and it fits me so well, but they left the little tag thingy sensor thing mm. on it. 
So now I have to go back. So frustrating. I take it off, but it's fine. I did go back anyway, but. That's so frustrating. Um, What pop culture stuff do you have for me? I have 1 million things. I have a lot of stuff too. Okay. Um, they might be the same. They might not be the same. There's probably a couple overlapping ones. And I have to tell you about this tweet that I saw today. Um that I think you'll think is funny. That's based on one of the things I need to talk about. Okay. Do you want to just go first? I'm just going to say the tweet. Okay. It will lead to some other stuff that we'll talk about. Okay. <laughs> the tweet was like, wait, first of all, do you know who Goody Alsip is? R- repeat the name you cut off. Sorry. Goody Alsip. That sounds kind of familiar, but no. She's like a witch from like the, the Salem witch trials. Okay. So the tweet was like, <laughs> Pete Davidson with Goody also. What's that about? <laughs> like holding hands with her. Oh. Anyway, um, it was really funny because obviously Pete Davidson is news okay. because he's. Can we just talk about it? Kim Kardashian. Can we talk about it? Yeah, we can. I am tired of hearing about it. It's on my Instagram. It's on my TikTok every two seconds. I hate it. Obviously, it's a PR stint. Very obviously, it's a PR stint. They're not dating. However, I do think that there's a possibility they're genuinely friends. Like, realistically, with, like, Machine Gun Kelly and Pete being best friends, Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox, the whole Courtney Kardashian And he has has dated older, like, women before. Like, when he dated dated Kate Beckinsale, and it Mm -hmm. was, what is this weird summer fling they have going? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do think that them, quote, unquote, dating is 100% a PR stint. Kind of for both of them, I think for some reason, it makes both of them feel more approachable. And I don't know why that works in both ways, but it does. Yeah. But I deeply hate it. Pete Davidson cannot go through dating the most famous person in the world again. He can't do it. I'm genuinely worried for him. He really, I was really into when he was dating that girl from Bridgerton. Not because I thought they were like great, but because she was like the right level of famous, you know, like- Yeah. Not too insanely famous, but still cute and mature. Anyway, I just like, I'm tired of all the like spectacle around it. Like I love them being friends. Why Mm -hmm. does it have to be this whole romantic PR stint? It doesn't make any sense to me. I I hate it. Um, But that was on my list of things too, because I just deeply, deeply hate it. (laughs) On that same note, I do want to say that, and I think maybe I've said this to you before. I don't even remember if I said this on the last podcast or not. But every time it comes on my social media, I say this one statement out loud because for some reason it just brings me a lot of joy. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are engaged, and I'm really happy for those two weirdos. Like, so weird. And I like, I'm really happy for them. They're going to have like an emo wedding. Everything's going to be black and white and red, and they're going to live in white. It's going to be okay. Um, Do you have other, like, what, what else? I have some other stuff, not necessarily that you would care about, but I have some other stuff. Go for it. Um, first of all, and I've never watched this show, but I am bizarrely obsessed with the people in it and like the concept of it. One of the sister wives. That's on my list of things. Sister wives family. Okay. Let me tell you about after I found out the news that one of the sister wives from the sister wives family mm-hmm. left, got mm-hmm. divorced or not divorced, they separated because they were never mm-hmm. legally married. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, I did a deep dive onto all of yeah. the sister wives as yeah. any normal person would. 
Of course. Two of the four are still to this day LuLaRoe independent retailers. What? Yes. And then then also two of them, one of them overlapping. And then the other one is doing one of those like weird health ones where it's like, DM me to find out my secrets. And you're like, that is definitely has some illegal drugs in it. Oh my God. Yes. So. Wow. Yep. And then I obviously went into a really deep dive into like who was married first and all this stuff. And so one of them. Mm-hmm. one of the wives I think it's one I think it's one of the ones that's still married so her she was like raised like with monogamous parents like mm-hmm. a lot of the other ones have grown up in polygamous communities but mm-hmm. monogamous parents and then once she started or when she was like engaged to what the guy what's the guy's name Cody Cody so apparently once she was engaged her parents had already separated like they were divorced or whatever mm-hmm. her mom started entered a polygamous relationship with Cody's dad. That's wild. Is that Um, not the craziest thing you've ever heard? Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah, I did a full deep dive on the sister wives after I heard that news. You know what's weird about it is that it is, so I watched, you probably, you were way too young for this, but there used to be this show on HBO called Big Love, which was like scripted drama, but it was about this like polygamous family. And it was actually really good. And I watched it kind of on and off through the time that it was on. And it's kind of bizarre how like similar some of the storylines are just in like, yeah. you know, like he was married to, officially to the first wife, but then later needs to adopt one of the other one's kids. So they have to get divorced. So he can like officially mm-hmm. third wife or whatever. And it's just really fascinating. It's crazy. It is. The whole thing's so bizarre. I just like, I audibly shouted like out loud when I saw that they were LuLaRoe retailers yeah that's wild I didn't know that that's so crazy yeah um what else do I have oh um I watched part one of the Brittany Murphy documentary okay part two yet it is pretty fascinating Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like a ton of like new discoveries but it's a really good just kind of like culmination of all the information that's out there in yeah. one place which is really good because obviously with like she all of this happened at like that major tabloid era mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. we saw with free britney etc so it's mm-hmm. really really interesting i also like it's so fascinating because they have the 911 call mm-hmm. so there's stuff that like the husband and the mom said in interviews that didn't it's like we can distinctly prove you wrong because we heard the 911 call so weird it's so bizarre it's so I mean I'm interested to get to the second part because Mm -hmm. obviously part two like the husband is now dead too like yeah so it's just so weird Mm -hmm. it's it's very weird um what other stuff do I have for you oh well two things really quickly um SVU had their 500th episode it was wild they brought people back it was so good most shows don't make it to like 200 yeah Mariska Hargitay is a legend um it was such an episode um the second thing is that Chicago Fire had um like their 200th episode or something and one of the main guys just left the show like after however like they used it as a way to like get like have the show and it was really emotional and I definitely cried (laughs) Um, and then what else do I have? Oh, two. So I have two things. And then I have just a statement about the world that I've decided I need your generation's help on. Okay. 
Um, one is uh, this Chris Pratt stuff. Have you seen it? No. So Chris Pratt posted this Instagram pic of him and his wife. And she's like looking at him adoringly. And the whole post is like, do you see the way she looks at me? Like find a woman that looks at you the way my wife looks at me. And like, I met her at church and she's got like a, such a pure heart and her heart belongs to me. And she gave me like a beautiful, healthy daughter, blah, blah, blah. And people are losing their shit because you may not remember his first wife, Anna Ferris, he has a child with who's had a lot of developmental challenges. And so the idea that he then was like, I found this wife, this woman at church and she gave me a beautiful, healthy daughter. People are like, are you kidding me right now? Like he is the worst breed. It's just so bizarre. It's so like, you have a son that has challenges. Like, and that's not to say he's not healthy, but like, what? Like, so here's the thing, Chris Pratt really had everything going for him in the way of being like a millennial Gen Z icon. He was on yes. Parks and Rec. So funny. Parks and Rec yep. is like, cla- like, like love those characters. Yeah. And then like mm-hmm. even going into like the Marvel universe, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. He He's had there. it, he had mm-hmm. it going for him. And then he just got a little too churchy, a little too white man. He was no longer the, the breed of white man that we root for. <laughs> a little too he got extremely turned no, but you know what I like it was a slow progression mm-hmm. and then it like skyrocketed at first it was just like mm-hmm. maybe is he problematic we don't know and then it was like oh no we like hate him <laughs> well and I think really I think that the the real like canary in the coal mine was his divorce Anna Ferris because they were so cute like their whole family so cute cute everything about it was adorable he was on mo- an episode of mom's mm-hmm they dress their kid up like a dinosaur for Jurassic Park, you know, like all this stuff. And then suddenly they were separated and she was like, he's very religious. You know, <laughs> like, it's just like, he, he had so much potential to be, to have <laughs> for us to root for him, mm-hmm. but we don't, we can't, mm-hmm. we simply cannot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then have you seen the drama with my nemesis, Candon Cameron Bure? No. Candace Cameron Bure. So she posted on Instagram. Your nemesis. Well, as you know, I find her to be deeply annoying. Right. Um, I would like to state that on her Instagram, she has in her bio that she's the Christmas queen. Um, and that's false. Um, of all the Hallmark movie stars, she's not the Christmas queen. And Who is the Christmas queen? Name one. Her right number now. that you could say, but I would I would argue Lacey Chabert is up there. Um, Rachel Boston is a great one. Okay. Um, the girl that played April in Grey's Anatomy is great. Sarah Drew. Um, anyway, the point being, Candace Cameron Bray, who also posted this whole thing about how she was defending her right to like not vax her children. Shocking. Yeah. Posted this picture with her family. They were going to a wedding. And in the picture, her family looks gorgeous. You know, she's wearing this like red strapless dress. Her daughter's wearing this bright red strapless dress. And people on the internet started commenting like, you know, you're not supposed to wear red to weddings, right? And she started clapping back. And then they were like, it's kind of weird that your husband's not wearing any socks with his shoes. And like, (laughs) she kept clapping back. And I just think it's really funny because it's like, that just shows me how like, not nice you actually are because you're like choosing to engage with this like 
Right. Like, who cares if you wear red to a wedding? Like, genuinely cares? That's like a thing, which I just learned, which is shocking because I feel like I know most wedding traditions. I did not know. I mean, I had, I've never heard that before. And red looks really good on me. So like, if I, if I have to go to a wedding and I find a red dress that looks good, I'm going to wear it. I've heard two things. One was I heard when I did research on it, that it draws attention away from the bride because red is a really powerful color. Okay. And I said this to my housemates last night, <laughs> my housemate with zero hesitation said, no, because the, uh, the mistress wears red. If you wear red to a wedding, you're the mistress. Oh, and I was like, oh, well that wasn't on the internet. Might be kind of fun. Just to, like stir the pot. <laughs> <laughs> people even know what it means. <laughs> people have no idea. I'm like a random person at this wedding. Let me just stir the pot. Right. Um, right. So anyway, I just think it's just further proof that she's the worst. Um, she's an anti-vaxxer, obviously. She um, given fans for no real reason, and her last name is pronounced Bure, which is <laughs> and she's a Bible thumper like Chris Pratt. Well, yeah, she is. Okay, the last thing I have to tell you is that I was in a conversation today. It was really good. Um, it was about like race and cancel culture and all this stuff. And we have decided that we should be renaming cancel culture accountability culture. Yeah, that that's kind of started. I mean, people still use counted cancel culture, but the goal is accountability culture. I just wanted to get you and your Gen Zs on it so we could really so agenda forward. Anyone who is team not cancel culture is team accountability culture. Right. So right. Cool. Was that it? That was it. That was all I have. Okay. I feel as though a lot of mine are just kind of like lists of like two or like groups of a couple people and like why they were in the news. Yeah. So first there was an announcement that Lindsay Lohan is going to be starring in a holiday rom-com yeah. with mm-hmm. Cord Overstreet from Glee. So when I, I heard this, that part. yep. So, so let me tell you when I heard that they were like, my friend sent me the article and I just read the headline and I was like, oh my God. Uh-huh. And I want to read you. And I, I said to my friend, this is all over text. I said, I bet I can guess the plot. So I want to read you my plot versus the plot of the movie. Oh, please just do. Further proof. All holiday rom-coms are the same. Mommy. So here's what I thought the movie would be. He's a country boy and she's like a Hollywood stuck up gal and she gets stuck on his farm or something. Then she gets put back in her Southern roots. He puts on a suit for her. There's probably some musical number that brings them together. Right? Mm-hmm. Here's the plot. Lohan is playing a newly engaged spoiled hotel heiress who gets into a skiing accident and suffers from total amnesia. During her recovery around Christmas time, she finds herself in the care of a handsome blue collar lodge owner and his precocious daughter. You know what I will say though? Huh? There's not going to be any singing in that movie. Do you want to know why? Why? Because there was a movie last Christmas that had Aaron Tivitt and... Maybe it might have been Emily Osmond, but it was like two like Broadway singers and they did not sing. Hmm. They did okay. like a small carol, like a small Christmas carol with a bunch of yeah. other people around. And it was like, why are you making this movie? With these- I'm just like imagining him like picking up his guitar for like a karaoke moment, like not for like a or like a musical. just like impromptu acoustic like right, like can't like, like sitting song. around the campfire kind of yeah. thing, maybe mm-hmm. if anything. 
Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that was one thing. Really looking forward to that. That'll probably be next Christmas that'll come out, but very exciting. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing, Guy Fieri is officiating Kristen Stewart's wedding. <laughs> I don't know how this came about, but I adore it. I adore Every, it. I was trying to look into it and everything just said Kristen Stewart wanted like a spiky haired guy and Guy Fieri's up for the job. It was so weird. I was like, did he volunteer? Did she ask him? There's no information other than the fact that this might happen. I saw somewhere that he like, that like it was like watch her live reaction to him saying he would do it. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, it's wow. iconic. Yeah. That makes Kristen Stewart more of a gay icon than she already was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next on Halloween, Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas posted a picture together. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Which sent me in a way that I was not prepared to like I was not prepared for um okay Olivia Munn and John Mulaney broke up we have no idea we don't know what's true and what's false we know nothing I think they might have um hoping for the best for everyone involved you know um okay we already talked about sister wives did you know Catherine O'Hara is in Nightmare Before Christmas as a voice She's the main girl. She's whatever her name is. Jenny, Penny. What's her name? Penny? Sally. Sally. You know that's her? I did not know that. I watched it the other day and I was like looking into it because I was really interested about, I got into a deep dive about like stop and stop motion animation, claymation, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then it was like recommended Catherine O'Hara. And I was like, what? You know that I like hate that movie, right? Really? I'm not surprised. That doesn't seem like a movie you would like. I hate Tim Burton. The only Tim Burton movie I like is Beetlejuice. Okay. Um, I'm not surprised that you don't like that movie. I dislike Tim Burton in the same way that I dislike Boz Lerman. Okay. It's just too, it's just all over the top in a way that I'm like, this is not my. I just like to watch that movie on Halloween or the day after Halloween every year. Mm, I mean, that makes sense. To lead me into the Christmas spirit. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Also, I found out recently that Idris Elba is a DJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that he also DJed Harry and Meghan's wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like people talk about that enough. They don't. No. Yeah. Idris Elba got his start as a DJ, actually. I mean, I kind of believe that. But the fact that he's, like, still doing it and, like, DJed their wedding mm-hmm. is shocking. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. And then another thing I have is um as listeners may know I don't know if I've mentioned this I we love Riverdale here we are Riverdale stands and I don't watch it live I like to just binge it once they put a new season on Netflix um so I recently watched season five and there was just like a couple lines or plot lines that just really stood out to me um and I just felt that I had to write down because I just like couldn't handle it anymore Mm -hmm. so the first was (laughs) When Archie got, like, one of those creepy um, videos in the mail at the beginning of the season. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. His mom says, you need to tell the sheriff, or at least Betty and Jughead, like, they are in place of the sheriff. Wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) This is before the fast forward. Before the fast forward, okay. Yes, this is, like, this is, like, episode one or two, like, right before the graduation. Okay. And they are still getting the weird snuff films that you then... I will just say that I only... I only went as far as, like, two episodes into the the flash forward. 
Okay. So some of these might be a little surprise for you. They'll be surprising for me too. Okay. So Polly is missing after she gets literally kidnapped and murdered. Um, Sorry if that was a hashtag spoiler. No, I knew that. Okay. And Betty and Archie are hooking up Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Betty's really upset. And Archie says, yeah, Betty, I'm going through a tough time too. I can't get funding for the football team. Her sister is missing. Sister is like in that swamp area, right? Where they like, turns out there's like a serial killer buried. They, they think she's in the swamp. She's not. She doesn't end up being there. Later, you find out she's not. Um, but she, it was like the whole truck driver thing. That's when Betty. Yeah, yeah. Literally kidnapped and murdered. And Archie says, I can't get funding for the football team. I know how you feel. Okay. Um, Oh, Archie, so simple. And then there was a really, really terrible rendition of It's All Coming Back to Me Now. I don't know how they let this go through. It was so bad. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I think Archie's the weak link. Yeah. Like, KJ Appa is weird not very good he's also weird and i just think that like car alarm going off i'm sorry if anyone can hear it no but you can probably hear my housemates in the background um like i just feel that jughead and betty and veronica are the strongest characters on that show they're yeah. most well written to be fit like completely a hundred i mean archie doesn't like like they kind of tried to give archie more to him than just being like a golden retriever in this version but uh it's still he's just a golden retriever that's all there is to it and then when he's not a golden retriever he's a vigilante so like <laughs> he doesn't do that well he is I mean, yeah. archibald of this show yes <laughs> like like it's not that you're not rooting for him you're just like right he's just there you don't care about that plot line right um and then the last thing which i think this is going to be more of a shock to you is that cheryl opens up a ministry that's also a cult um but her and her mom are like fighting for who's the leader of the ministry and in order to be the leader of the ministry and take it from her mom because obviously her mom's crazy um, her and Kevin decide that she needs to perform like five miracles. <laughs> Obviously, they're all psycho. She's like controlling bees and craziness. Um, and then also <laughs> there's one where she goes, watch. And I, I'm reciting this as she does. You can mm-hmm. tell that Madeline Pitch does not even care anymore. <laughs> she does not know what to say. Watch. As I turn this water into maple syrup and then pours it's so bad <laughs> oh no oh, um it's so bad but overall thoughts on the series i really liked that they built in um what's her name tony's pregnancy into it mm, yes. i like that they like didn't just like kill her off for a second yeah, I like that they make things a regular character. Great, love that. Um, there's some witchy stuff at the end of the season, like excellent. Cheryl yeah. basically conjures her ancestors, who were witches that were burned at the stake, um, to place a curse on Archie, Betty, and Jughead. <laughs> um, 
So that's fun too. Um, overall, quality entertainment. Um, but those quality are some of the real key moments that I just simply said, how did this get put through to television? Oh, also this season ended with um, Archie and Betty literally getting blown up by a bomb. So we don't know what happens in the next season. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Anyway. That's, I mean, that's delightful. Um, can we talk about fall stuff now? Yeah, we can talk about fall stuff now. And comfy, cozy stuff now. Comfy, cozy, cozy socks and and soft blankets <laughs> and Christian girl autumn and knee-high boots and pumpkin spice lattes. Did you know that I had to Google what Christian girl autumn was? <laughs> It's what the Gen Zs are calling it. That's We're out of hot girl summer. We're under section girl autumn. Um, I put on here, I like was really debating. I was going back and forth on how I wanted this episode to go. Okay. At first it was like just our comfort TV. And we were going to talk about like all of our favorite, like Thanksgiving episodes of various TV shows. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I feel like we just need to talk about Gilmore Girls. Let's do it. For like a minute. Like, we need to talk about what it means to us. Yeah. Basic. Is it Christian Girl Autumn to be a Gilmore Girls fan? I don't think it's Christian Girl Autumn. You know what I think it is? I think to be a Gilmore Girls fan now is, like, a predecessor to Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. Because you know Amy Sherman Palladino wants to be a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Right. But she's like a, she, it's it's not Christian Girl Autumn. It's something else. And I don't know exactly what it is. But that's that's what I would call it. So you recently did a rewatch or you're in the middle of a rewatch? So yeah, I tend to just kind of like, well, first, like maybe a year ago, I like rewatched it for the first time since I was like a kid or not like a kid, but mm-hmm. yeah, since I was a kid when we used to watch it all together. Yeah. I've seen episodes here and there, but for the most part, I hadn't seen it all in a row so I like couldn't even remember how it ended until I rewatched it recently yeah um and then since I kind of did that like when it's fall time I kind of am just like in the mood because it's it's a fall Mm -hmm. show like Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. um and so I'm kind of in the middle right now I think I don't know if I'll finish it all the way through um I'm like at like it's Rory's like first day at Yale um Mm. So I don't know if I'm I love Logan. So I might just from here just watch kind of like favorite episodes. I don't think I'll watch every episode, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I, realistically, five is the best for sure. Me saying this realistically, I probably will watch it all, but you know. Yeah. Will you watch the year in the life? Probably. You know what's crazy? I saw mm. today on Instagram. It's mm. crazy that we're recording this today. Today, the date would mark Luke and Lorelai's five-year wedding anniversary. I saw that. And it's wild that it's been five years, but I think it would have come out. They would have filmed that. Right. It was five years from filming. It wasn't from the release. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. It was really wild. Yeah. Um, So Gilmore Girls is the best. What does Gilmore Girls mean to you, Justine? What does Gilmore Girls mean to me? I mean... I have some very fond memories of it because it's very much like dad's traveling. We're ordering some Chinese food and we're just watching a huge marathon of Gilmore Girls. Jake, go sleep over at a friend's house. (laughs) Sometimes he'd watch it with us. Um, I mean, our parents go to bed pretty early, but mom would stay up till like really late sometimes watching episodes. Mm -hmm. 
so that is really fun. Like that is a really fun memory that I have of watching Gilmore Girls. We also used to go rent the seasons. We would go to the movie video store and like rent a season at a time for like a week. <laughs> we did. Now I own them. Um, and I also feel like there is an element to the fast talking pop culture references that I've always really admired. And I think I relate in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. not like the same way, but like I tend to talk really quickly. So the fact that they would like that just like made sense to me. Yeah. Um, now as an adult, I have some problems with it. Of course. <laughs> there are but, some things we're like, yeah, and there's just some stuff specifically about the way they wrote Rory that mm-hmm. upsetting to me. But there's or they wrote the way they wrote Lorelai. There there are some right. problems in both, but but Rory specifically. But Rory specifically, and um, but there are other things about the show that I love more now than I did when I was a kid. Like I love Emily Gilmore now so much more than I did mm-hmm. because I see her character development more and like the character of Gypsy and um mm-hmm. never ever liked Dean even from a young age I knew that Dean was bad for Rory and was a toxic boyfriend and the example of toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. Um, I love Logan like love love Logan to me the argument has always been Dean versus Logan because at the end of the day we know she's supposed to be with Jess like that's not even an argument like Jess doesn't fit into that argument because at the end of the day I believe that like her and Jess would be the happiest together Mm -hmm. Jess also had a lot of growing. I mean, they all had a lot of growing. Right. I mean, it's Absolutely really never thought she should be with Dean. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because like where I'm at, obviously, like if I had been old enough to like have opinions about it, and I'm sure that you probably felt this while you were watching it, like up until when Jess comes back and tells her to go back to school, mm-hmm. you hate him. You shouldn't have liked, not hate him, but like he's likable. However, the way he treats her is not good. He's likable in a James Dean way. I don't think I realized how bad of a boyfriend he was until Terrible. later on. The way he literally leaves to move across country and doesn't tell her. Well, and that there's almost a possible like assault moment. Mm-hmm. And like they don't dwell on that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but also like that, those were also where I learned where I feel like I really liked Rory. Because mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not the girl that sits around at the phone. Yeah. I won't be this girl. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why I liked Jess and Rory better. Like, like yeah. I like Jess with Rory because I always liked that she was honest and upfront with him. He wasn't mm-hmm. always honest and upfront with her, but like she obviously brought out a different side of him. Right. No, it's true. They definitely were always like growing, both of them. And I just, like, can never really forgive that, like, I hated Dean before they broke up, and I can never forgive the fact that after they broke up and he got married, they then had an affair. It's really messed, yeah. So shitty. Yeah. No, it's icky. It's just the whole thing about it is icky, and to be honest, it's just bad writing, and that's back when Amy Sherman Palladino was still writing for the show. Mm Mm-hmm don't understand it I honestly think that the the creators of the show and the producers really liked Jared Padlockley yeah also though now in your rewatch do you see the like weird sexual tension between him and Lorelai yeah 
Like those yeah. had a weird chemistry. Well, also, I mean, when Lorelai first realizes that Rory like has a crush on a boy, she says to Luke, she says he looks like Christopher. Yeah. So is- it makes it even weirder. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It's really bizarre. Um, did you know, speaking of weird people on that show that we didn't want the characters to end up with, that the original intention of the writers was for Lane to end up with Dave Rogowski, but then Seth Cohen like went to the OC. And so mm-hmm. giving her a new character to fall in love with, they just were like, well, she'll just end up with another bandmate. And that's why she ends up with Zach, even yeah. That's so disrespectful. I know. It's awful. And also, I saw something recently. Someone who was like a fan just talking about it and how awesome Dave is. Obviously, he deserved better, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They had written him more into the show. Who knows? But anyway, the episode where he comes to the dance-a-thon mm-hmm. um, to see her, he says like, oh, I just heard you might be here. So I thought I'd stop by. Logistically, that was at four in the morning. Right. right. He drove there at four in the morning because he heard she mm-hmm. might be there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, he's just for Dave. Just as for Dave. Just as for Lane. They give her the shittiest story. Line. Oh, absolutely. Also, justice for Tristan. Justice for Tristan. Had Michael Murray. A different left the show. We would never have gotten One Tree Hill. I know, but he should have come back for the year in the life at the Chilton reunion. He should have. I know. I know he didn't graduate from Chilton, but I don't care. Yeah. I would have loved to see a Tristan in Paris redemption story. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Yes. Paris is also the winner of that show. Yes. You know who we didn't really see ever again after the spring break episode? Madeline and Louise. Like, where Madeline and Louise? I don't know. I don't know. I follow this account on Instagram or on Twitter that is called Gilmore Girls Butt. And I follow mm-hmm. like a couple different kinds of things like this where it'll just be like Gilmore Girls Butt, like, and then some random thing. And my favorite one of all time is Gilmore Girls, but it's a podcast hosted by Madeline and Louise. And I was like, I want that. <laughs> That's what I genuinely want. would <laughs> 100% listen to that. That's right. So- <laughs> um, okay. So what's your favorite episode of Gilmore Girls? Ever? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a very hard one. I mean, I know your favorite episode. Would you like to talk about it while I think about it? Sure. <laughs> My favorite episode is season five, episode eight, The Party's Over. Um, and it's after... Rory has done the I jump, you jump Jack storyline with Logan, where she goes to the life and death brigade event and they jump off that like tower thing. She writes this article and her grandparents throw a party for her to try and they find out she's dating Dean again. They don't know that they're having an illicit affair, Um, but she tried, they try to set her up with all these eligible men that are her age because they don't want her to date Dean. And Logan is there with his friends and he kind of helps her escape and they throw a party in the, the pool house. And then Dean breaks up with her and Logan and his friends comfort her. And it's the best because you get some excellent Logan and Rory time. You get some great Colin and Finn time, which is my second favorite duo besides Madeline and Louise. Yes. <laughs> um, and really that's all that matters. The only other thing that's really, oh, the other thing that's really great about that episode is that 
in Lorelai's world, her and Luke are supposed to have a nice dinner that he cooks for her, but his sister and brother-in-law have decided to buy a house and are in grow and teach. Liz get in a huge fight and we just hear TJ say but I'm in escrow like over and over and over again it honestly and it's is, yeah. so funny I think that genuinely is the best episode of the show it really is like genuinely such a good episode it's so well written yeah it's so good and and you're right like getting that like the beginning of the Logan and Rory romance is so good like even before mm-hmm. they start dating it's so good yeah. Um, I like the one where she has like a Clint, uh, a Chilton student mm, yeah. with her and they like yeah. serenade her in class and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Logan action. I also really like Suki's wedding. It's a good episode. Just like a Suki's very good episode. Good. Um, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. for me, Logan was similar to Jess in that it was she was this very straight-laced girl that was like a good student and all of these things. And we saw that she was more than that, right? Like where he just wanted her to be this like perfect Susie homemaker girl that just loved mm-hmm. her forever and he could take care of her. Like those two were like, let's break the rules because I know you want to. Right. I think that really spoke to the nerdy girl in me that was like, but I secretly want someone to be like, hey, I've got a motorcycle. Let's go for a ride. No, and I think that is what I mean every guy that's ever been obnoxious like Logan I'm immediately like okay literally charm me charming it's ridiculous yes no I absolutely agree I also just love I love a group of guys (laughs) and like a girl that's my favorite thing I love the bickering between them I love girls who are friends with their boyfriends friend like it's my favorite thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like I love the life and death brigade mm-hmm. and like the the trio and that's honestly I mean obviously when they do it in the year in the life they do it up so much they make it into mm-hmm. a whole produced mm-hmm. music video but it's also just so fun it's so fun. you can't be mad at it no and I know people that didn't like that scene but honestly that was my favorite scene in the, the year in the life Right, like obviously them with like the the music in the background and the Beatles playing, like it's obviously overdone, but that's how the whole year in the life was. Same right. with the wedding, like they they overproduced everything. Right, and every stunt they did was like- Huge. It was huge and it was like, this is almost unbelievable, right? right. Like, this is almost imaginative, right? Right, and I think that that was kind of their like farewell. I mean, who knows if the show's over forever, but kind of, you know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I mean, I think of all the things that happened in that four episode series, that was the best send off of those characters mm-hmm. was like, she's moving on to the next phase of her life. She's clearly making a decision. Yeah. And this is the decision she's making. And so she's going to do that. Um, she'd clearly been stuck and kind of at like almost paralyzed with this. If I'd only done this sort of thing, like what mm-hmm. if? thing for so long that she needed to make a a decision which is why at the end of the day we all know that Logan is the father of her baby he has said in interviews what's his name Matthew Matthew, something something with a z Mm -hmm. um has been like oh I know but it's not mine to tell in case they tell in the future and I was like stop milking it like we're all we'll know listen to that that actor has had a really successful career afterwards and not every Gilmore Girls person can say that right hasn't he done like a bunch of like med type shows 
he was on The Good Wife for all mm-hmm. six main seasons or however many seasons it had. And then he was on, um, now he's on The Good Doctor. No, not The Good Doctor. He's on it's like Residence or something. Yeah, I think that's what it um, is. But yeah, no, he's had a pretty successful career after that. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Um, yeah, no, I love, I love them and them realizing that that was like their last chance to be idiots together was mm-hmm. like, just because it wasn't just a send off from Rory. It was kind mm-hmm. of all of them. Yeah. They all yeah. Which was just so fun. And you love it. You love Colin and Finn. You just can't get enough of them. I just love, I like, there are certain, it's Colin and Finn are like the Fred and George for me. Like, I think you always need two best friends that are kind of a buddy comedy that yeah. have a really witty sense of humor. And they're like, like I, there are lines that they say that I still remember. Like in episode eight, when they, she goes, oh my God, what time is it? And Finn goes, it's crime time. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Because it is crying time. <laughs> it is crying time. Always crying time. Yeah. They're the best. Um, but, you know, they're kind of the... <laughs> I'm thinking about the show and I'm trying to think of all the other kind of pairs of people and mm. kind of what duos and stuff we have. And you know what duo gives us that same kind of com- comedic relief that you just can't help but love? Miss Patty and Babette. Oh, I was or Taylor and Kirk, but I was gonna say it had to be someone with Michelle. I justice for Michelle. Justice for Michelle. Who did you realize that up until the year in the life, he never like they never comment on his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I mean, you're in the life, it's also, like, and yes, we have to make a decision. It's also not shocking because the show ended in what 2006 or seven? Mm-hmm. So like yeah, of course they didn't. Like, let's be really honest. There was not an openly gay character on primetime television until Glee. Right. But also, I wouldn't so. think he wasn't. Like, I mean, I think it's great that he was. Right. But, like, I think the fact that they felt like they had to make him that way because, like, of certain characteristics or mannerisms, like, so was, like... <laughs> right. I mean, it does kind of make sense. Um, we've been talking about this for a long time, but is there anything else we want to say about Gilmore Girls? Um, I watched the fact that it made me a lifelong Carol King fan. Lifelong Carol King fan. Oh my God. Um, I watched the episode, her graduation the other day. And you know, I, I only cry at TV shows. I'm not a crier in real life, but once in a, once in a while, mm-hmm. emotional things kind of get me. And I was not prepared for this at all because I've seen it a million times, but her graduation speech, I genuinely was in tears, like mm-hmm. more tears than I've been in watching a show in a very long time. I mean, it certainly gets you at certain parts. Like, you know, like there's times where you're just in a mood and you don't realize it. Like mm-hmm. when I was watching Chicago Fire the other day, it wasn't that the guy was leaving. It was that else on the show was having a baby and they right. named Brian with the nickname Otis, which was the character that was his best friend that had died four seasons ago. Right. As soon as they're like, and we're going to call him Otis, I was like, no. <laughs> right. I also think that that like graduation scene was written really well because there's graduation scenes in a million shows. Yeah. But there also is just that feeling of being a high school or a college graduate or whatever it is at that graduation that is very, like, it's a very specific feeling. 
And mm-hmm. I do think that that episode captures that high school graduation feeling of like, mm-hmm. we're all leaving, but it's really weird. We're excited, but super nervous. And like, everything is just giddy and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to say. I don't know if there is anything else to say. We just covered the entire series for you. Uh, no need to go, go watch it. it. Yeah. Go watch Bunheads. Go watch Bun. Where can you watch Bunheads? Bunheads is hard to find. Yeah. Not surprised. You have just, to pirate. Just for Bunheads. Honestly. Jesus. Because that show was cheesy, but had some really good, like, topics in it. Like, have really good topics and also incredible dancing. Right. The choreography was genuinely professional dancers to come be in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Anyway um yeah okay do you want to play a fall game yes okay this game is called basic or classic okay I'm gonna list I'm gonna read you off a fall thing could okay. be um, could be an activity okay be a hashtag and you have to tell me if you think it's classic or basic okay Okay. Oktoberfest. Classic. Football. <laughs> classic. Pumpkin carving. It's classic. I hate doing it, but it's classic. Pumpkin spice latte. Basic. Flannel shirts. Classic. Hashtag thankful. Ew. <laughs> basic circle scarves i have not heard of that in years okay basic <laughs> how about just scarves in general i know you hate the word but i'm gonna call a circle scarf scarf chooky. what about what about blanket scarves Mm-mm. okay basic ombre hair basic how about wide-brimmed hats basic uh, pictures of the leaves changing. Basic. Apple picking. That sounds fun. I've never done it, but that feels classic. That is fun. I recommend. Um, booties. Uh, what kind? I'm gonna go. Ba- I'm gonna go basic. Okay. Um, and then this last one, I would just like to say to the audience, to the listeners, I found this list off of several different web pages, including basic bitch trends of fall the classic basic guide to fall Pinterest 2013 vibe Pinterest buzzfeed a whole series of things but this last one really shocked me oh it was like things white girls do in the fall like all this this one this one got me and that is uh hocus pocus the movie (laughs) watching hocus pocus controversial opinion basic well that's what they were saying and I was shook I was shook it yeah I don't know you know what okay so when it was Halloween and we were trying to figure out like what to do like Halloween just trying to figure Mm -hmm. things out I was looking up like Halloween themed drinking games just to see if there was anything fun Mm -hmm. and one of the ones it suggested was this game where essentially 
you like every like 30 minutes or something, you check your Instagram and the first photo that shows up, if it has basically like the most basic Halloween things you have to drink. So, and it can change year to year. So this year it was, if someone's dressed up as Olivia Rodrigo, um, if, if someone quotes Hocus Pocus or references Hocus Pocus in their Instagram caption, which is everyone, you know what I mean? And I was like, this game's hilarious and we should do this for every holiday. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, that's really funny. I like that. I will say that I did not watch the whole movie. I only watched part of the movie because it was on the TV when I finished watching something else. Um, but I watched my some of my favorite scenes of that movie. Uh, I think I've only seen parts of it. I don't think I've ever watched it fully through. Like, I think I've probably seen the whole thing in various parts, but I've never watched it once through. Okay, well, two things then. Actually, two things. One is, you know the scene where they sing the song? Mm-hmm. Um, do you realize that she sings... She's casting a huge curse over that entire room using the song. So she curses all the parents to dance until they die. I mean, I think I realized that. As an adult. Yeah. Like she, she starts singing the song. She's like, I put a spell on you. Now you're mine. And then she starts saying the words and all the people start repeating it back to her. And she basically says like, dance, dance until you die. And that's why the parents don't stop dancing until she literally dies and breaks the curse. Yeah, like Winifred Sanderson is a bad bitch. <laughs> she does some wide-ranging magic. <laughs> the second thing I was gonna say is that she my favorite line in the whole movie is when she goes, Thackeray Binks, you mangy feline. She said it, and so then I immediately turned to Jack and I said it to Jack, and he meowed at me, and I was like, that knows what's up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my God. Um, okay. We, I have another thing we need to talk about, whether it's basic or classic and what your thoughts are on it. Okay. Um, but how did you like that game? It was really fun. Thank you. I okay. felt like I was scrolling through Pinterest. Okay. What yeah. to pin and what not to. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was looking on all these different pages, trying to find stuff, trying to find a combination of things. Um, I was going to save that game for our next episode, but then I came up with a different, better game for our next episode. Our next episode, we're going to have to like really prep in advance so that like I have all the moving parts so you can just focus. Drive. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. So how do you feel about bonfires? Just in general? Yeah. What are your opinions? Um, I like them. I think growing up in year should they take place where what type of year what time I mean I associate them with the summer but that I'm not opposed to one in a different time of year I feel like growing up in Santa Cruz we went to so many like beach bonfires Mm -hmm. constantly but so the reason I'm asking so this originally this this debate in my mind this thing that I've been stuck on started two or three years ago and in the season finale that year of Real Housewives of New York Bethany Frankel threw a s'mores and whores holiday party and I was like s'mores is not a Christmas theme no it's not a holiday theme no 
make them in the winter. And I couldn't get past it. And I've brought this up 900 times to the point that my housemates have asked me to stop because it's getting annoying. But then today, when I was looking up things for fall, freaking bonfires were on like every list. And there was like a whole list of like party theme, like like fall party themes to have. One of them was like bonfire theme and they were like all over the place. And I was like, am I crazy? I mean, okay, maybe, maybe if you lived not where, not in California and you lived maybe on the East Coast or even like, um, you know, in the Midwest or something where in the summer it's genuinely too hot at night to sit by a fire Mm -hmm. that maybe you would have like an outdoor fire in the fall when it starts to cool down. Mm -hmm. Maybe that tracks more. Okay. I'm sorry for the lawnmower sound. How dare you? Can you hear it? A little bit, but it's not bad. Um, maybe, Maybe that makes sense. Okay. On the West Coast, that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. I mean, I just think that it's like, it's just so bizarre that this seems to be a universal thing that people are like, oh yeah, bonfires. And I'm like, maybe it is universal for everyone but us. Maybe we're the outliers. Wow. Wow. Um, Privilege. Can I talk about a comfort show I'm watching at the moment? Yeah. This is a PSA for everyone. Netflix is taking Glee off off um, at the end of the month. So I'm doing my final rewatch before it's gone. And so I'm really sorry to everyone around me who has to deal with me because I know, I know when I start a show, whether it's a rewatch or the first time, I make it my only personality trait. I know it and I apologize. And that happens to me a lot when I do a Gilmore Girls marathon. I start talking cadence and it's like I've been drinking so much coffee recently mm-hmm. um but I, I just know it's my only personality trait and mm-hmm. so I apologize to anyone around me while I do my final Glee rewatch I really love that for you um I did catch up finally on Chesapeake Shores I'm not surprised um I finally caught up on all five seasons and I thought I had more episodes to go but I realized I caught up just in time for the season finale so I'm really upset and I, this is what I hate about binging shows that are still on because when I eventually catch up, then I'm like, wait, I have to wait till like the next season is released. Like the hell, like this is yeah. so good. Um, and I watched all of seasons one and two of Vanderpump Rules. So that is the new thing that I'm doing. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, what show is kind of good that I've been watching in real time? I don't know if you would like it, but you might. Cause I think it's like right now's Friday Night Lights. Mm. all American you have talked about that before it's very good season four interesting interesting um yeah so those are things (laughs) those are things I've been watching um I have not watched or been caught up on the flash in a million years and I'm also very behind obviously on Riverdale so we've got some stuff to do some work to do um Okay, can I tell you one other thing? Sorry, before the last thing on my agenda. Um, there is this woman that works at my place of work and she <laughs> has a pet bird and we will be on calls and her pet bird is like wandering around like on her body. No, I will watch it literally like be like up near her chin and like keep moving around. 
that is, as you know, as someone that's terrified of birds, it is just very disturbing to me and I can't not look at it. Obviously. But the reason I was just reminded of that is that someone finally asked her what her bird's name was and her bird's name is Barry Allen, which I think is cute. That is funny. Um, also, did you ever get results back for the poll of what I should do with my hair? Oh my gosh, I haven't looked at those, but I think so. Let's oh my God, we're doing this live, people. This is a live update. Okay. So first of all, the first question was Team Werewolf or Team Vampire? Mm-hmm. 70% Team Edward. Okay, yeah. Should just you can get bangs. Oh, 75% said yes. Okay. <laughs> what? One of the people who voted no was our mom. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone said, if no to the last question, should she get a balayage or an ombre? I said balayage because I that's what they're doing nowadays. And I'm sorry, I know you don't like them. But mm-hmm. people say yes, 100%. 100% people say I yes. I also got a message. But I'm sure you've probably already talked to them from your housemate. Um, Tell me. It's not that I don't support it in all caps. <laughs> I am just so cautious about bang decisions. <laughs> okay. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah. That is really funny. Great. Um... Anything else that you would like to discuss today? I don't think so. Then are you ready for me to do a dramatic reading of the Mr. Autumn Man Onion article from 2012? Sure. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm in for. Oh my God. So I used to work with these two lovely ladies and we were obsessed with this article. And it's from The Onion, so obviously parody. Um, but the title of the article is Mr. Autumn Man Walking Down Street with Cup of Coffee Wearing Sweater Over Plaid Collared Shirt. Uh, it's from October 10th, 2012 uh, in Boston. <laughs> and it says, the twigs and acorns crunching pleasurably beneath his boots, Mr. Autumn Man, Dennis Clemens, 32, reportedly strolled down Massachusetts Avenue on Wednesday wearing a gray sweater over a plaid collared shirt as he cradled a cup of pumpkin spice coffee and relished the crisp October morning. Nothing beats autumn in New England, said His Excellency the Duke of Fall, who began the day swaddled in a warm flannel blanket, gazing out the window at the gold-hued landscape as his custom, as is his custom this time of year. Everywhere the leaves are changing and the temperature is starting to drop off, you can smell it in the air. Tonight, it may even dip into the 30s, said the cozy autumnal personage, who at several points wrapped both hands around his warm container of coffee and inhaled deeply. Perfect weather for building a fire. Mr. Fall, whose sources speculate loves Thanksgiving, butternut squash soup, homecoming parades, the legacy of the legend of Sleepy Hollow, apple picking, and haunted hayrides emerges reliably every year around this time in his traditional uniform, sometimes alternating his iconic sweater with a fleece vest or pullover. The autumnal ambassador is also believed to be an avid consumer of seasonal produce, his home and hearth redolent of roasting Indian corn, gourds, and other root vegetables. I think about taking a trip to Salem with my girlfriend this weekend, said Mr. Autumn Man. 
trying to decide whether to wear beige or brown corduroy pants for the excursion of his leather with his leather gloved counterpart, Miss Autumn Woman. The variety of colors is incredible once you get out of the city. Between the trees and the forest floor, it's like a giant mural, continued the veritable high priest of the harvest season, adding that he would soon have to rake his driveway, an activity which he most certainly, he will most certainly don a cashmere scarf. Sources said that in addition to snuggling up on the couch, sipping hot apple cider and watching Meet Me in St. Louis on DVD, Mr. Autumn Man will also spend part of the weekend meeting up with his friends, the Autumn Gang, to watch fall sports and eat fall snacks. Getting together with the, the guys for football and wings is kind of like a tradition, said the walking, talking essence of the Northern Hemisphere's annual tilt away from the sun. From pretty much September onward, no Sunday afternoon feels complete without it. You've got to take it all in and enjoy it while you can, though, because December will be here in the blink of an eye, he added. According to reports, Mr. Fall will then put down on a down jacket with a fur-trimmed hood, buy a lift ticket at a local ski slope, and start getting short with people at work because the early sunset affects his mood, thus signaling the completion of his metamorphosis into Mr. Wintertime Asshole Man. That is written how Archie Andrews' character is written on River Tale. That is 100% written how Archie... It also reminded me a lot of that Taylor Swift fall Tumblr post. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, what a bang, too. What a bang. Episode. We're here for all spice. We're here for all spice and coffee, 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 coffee. Coffee, 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 coffee.